December 2020, episode two of the CBC Hawk Talk podcast. I'm CBC's Jay Frank. This month, hooking up with the Coobs, the beauty of a blue Christmas, and we're searching for some spirit once again. We'll go in the news, give some shout outs, go behind the scenes and check in with CBC social media. Oh, plus trivia. And we'll take five, five good minutes from one of CBC's newest instructors sharing his secret to happiness. We could use some of that. Let's talk. We have had a long-standing relationship between CBC and WSU, and this is only going to continue to strengthen that relationship. CBC President Rebecca Woods there on the Bridges Partnership. Now CBC students who aim to transfer to WSU Tri-Cities don't have to worry about a transfer application fee. Tuition is frozen at the rate at which they transfer in. And there's a new level of collaboration for advisors at both institutions. And there's a new page on CBC's website collecting all the college's transfer partnerships and resources. Just search Transfer Opportunities. Also in the news, Dean for Social Science and Education Monica Hansen playing the voice of reason on KNDU TV back on Election Day. Some advice for families gathering during the holidays, families split by politics. My kids are very divided. I have three kids and in my in my family alone, I've had we've had some pretty heated discussions and we've learned a way to to mediate that by always, you know, making I statements. I have seen this. I have read this. I think this. That doesn't mean that you have to think it. And then we share. We try to be good listeners to each other and not interrupt each other because everyone needs to feel heard. And then we try to talk it out together. We also respectfully agree to disagree in those cases where there can't be a reconciliation about our beliefs. It becomes pretty tricky sometimes. Also hitting the press, the call for Spirit Award nominees. Our MLK Day celebration is going virtual this January with video tributes you can take part in. Shoot a 15-second video telling us what MLK Day means to you. We'd love to include it. Check your Hawk Talk emails for directions on nominating award winners or joining in the celebration via video. We would love to get you involved. All great news. Time now for campus shout outs. From the Office of Instruction, shout out to the Workforce Education Center. You know, the team that manages nine separate student success programs at CBC, helping so many. This fall, over 700 students received support totaling nearly a quarter million dollars. The WEC team is working remotely, of course. They're looking forward to new headquarters whenever we all get back on campus, moving into the T building in the space once used by dental hygiene. And shout out to our counseling staff, building the resource they call COVID Conversations. Talking with students on just about everything that's going on in their lives, Thursday at 11 a.m. Counseling's also put together a mental health canvas shell with all kinds of resources for students. We're talking housing and food, self-health and care. Faculty, staff don't hesitate to refer students their way. When students schedule a counseling appointment, they do not have to announce to anyone the reason why. And we're behind the scenes now. Some encouraging enrollment numbers, especially when you hear the challenges of other colleges in our system. Measured year over year, we're trending towards 
about a 10% decline in winter enrollment. It's become a common story across our system to hear colleges grappling with the specter of enrollment drops twice that steep. So why are we succeeding? Well, we'll dig in here now and check some numbers from our recent student survey. You know how many students this fall reported they felt their instructors were unavailable to them? Just 2%. We've seen, compared to this past spring, a 22% decrease in students who reported that they are uncomfortable with online classes. That's terrific. Fewer than one in five students at CBC now report discomfort in online classes. In fact, the majority of students now believe they're learning as much in their online classes as they would if they were in person. Positive numbers for access to student services too. Over three quarters of students surveyed say they somewhat or strongly agree that CBC has been supportive throughout this transition to online learning. Let's back up and I'll, and I'll ask you a question. A year ago, pre-pandemic, if you can think back then, if I had told you then our college in a year would flip nearly its entire operation online while our students and their families navigated a pandemic, and I asked you, how many students do you think realistically would drop out, put their education on hold? What's the percentage of FTE we'd lose? What would you have guessed? Would you have guessed just 10%? If these numbers hold and we emerge next year in the top quadrant of Washington Community Colleges in terms of keeping students moving forward, this year should go down as one of the great chapters in the CBC story. Staying behind the scenes, last month we had some fun with the launch of the implementation phase of CTC Link. We'll keep you updated. CTC Link is the statewide system to replace community college software applications, mainly affecting the areas of finance, student services, and capital management. Since launch, it's been mostly training for key personnel, understanding of how the new systems will work. Well, come January, the training focus shifts, exploring how our college's unique business practices will evolve under CTC Link. Project manager Yuri Tikarpu calls January's trainings a full slate. A reminder now from Erica Garcia with Budget Services, end of the calendar year is a great time for a brush up on budget. As Erica says here, her team is here to help. Um, I think we are getting more and more folks taking advantage of the resource that we can provide. We're always there to help review and help um, be a sounding board to how to better manage the resource and make it, you know, go further than what we think. Budget development for the new year is coming up here shortly, so it's a great time to spend some time reviewing those budgets and getting ready for planning for the new year. Checking in on CBC's social media, it's the Winter Weather Clothing Drive. ASCBC joining up with Rec and Wellness and the CBC Food Pantry to get students free warm clothing. You can donate items to the food pantry or drop them in the winter wear bin found conveniently at the front of the H building. What's needed? New socks, new winter hats, and clean but gently used jackets, scarves, and gloves. Surely there's a box in a garage or closet near you with oldies but goodies to spare. Kid size, welcome too. The latest Hawks Soar From Home is out on CBC's YouTube channel, highlighting Associate Professor of Music Colin Wilson. 
He's teamed up with a local recording studio to give students a professional-style recording experience. Not the same as playing together, of course, but it's the best conditions allow. Colin, as you may know, is the music man for this podcast. His contributions to this listening experience are, of course, instrumental. And on social media, you may have caught the saga of CBC's holiday tree dreamt up and decorated by an art class at Hanford High, sold at auction by the United Way as part of their Festival of Trees. It made an impression. If you missed the pictures on social media, enjoy the word picture here from Auction Night. Tonight's sixth item, a mix like we've never seen before at a Festival of Trees. A little bit of Elvis, some Christmas, and the atmosphere of a Las Vegas tiki lounge. That sounds great. It was great. The theme, a blue Christmas at CBC. Because we're all in Heartbreak Hotel until we're back together again. Okay, it's time for trivia. Here's a good one, since we're talking Christmas trees. This is courtesy of our friends at the University of Illinois. You ready? Within five, how many states in the United States grow and harvest Christmas trees? While you try and topple that one, what a treat for me. Let's take five good minutes with a man who says he celebrates all holidays, new CBC computer science instructor Prashant Magar. Prashant, here's a snapshot of your life. You're a guy from Mumbai living in Nebraska, teaching college to students in Pasco, Washington. Yep. So take me back to the jump to America. You've been teaching in Hong Kong, I understand. You decide to move to the States and you choose Iowa. <laughs> now that's some culture shock. How did you and your wife adjust? So if I have to look at the sky in Hong Kong, so there are just so many skyscrapers, right? I couldn't see uh, the sky and unless I just look straight up. <laughs> and when I came to Iowa, I was like, "Oh, there's this! I can see three sixty degree in here. I was I was in heaven." <laughs> so I guess the point is, it's all perspective. It's all subjective. Uh, depending on how much we have experience, you know, what are, what are our experience in the past? Um, what are our experiences in the past? And based on that, you know, um, again, you know, we can find um, loopholes or we can find mistakes or we can find the gray areas or, you know, we can find um, issues with anything and everything. Our minds are really powerful in finding mistakes. And on the other hand, we can also find positives as well. So how we use that, that's what is going to make a difference. So now reaching students in the Mid-Columbia Basin, what are the cultural differences, the life differences you see with your students that are influencing how you're teaching now? Oh, that's an awesome question, uh, Jay. So it was a really surprising thing for me to see um, you know, how much uh, extra work, effort, responsibilities are on our student shoulders. So when I did my master's, my parents supported me um, till my master's. And they would have supported me even through my PhD. Uh, and so I, 
you know, I was not juggling with so many responsibilities, so many multitasking uh, at the same point in time, right? Uh, I wasn't juggling with, you know, jobs or, you know, two, three, four, five jobs to just pay the bills on top of that, my studies, uh, my family responsibilities. And, you know, that was a shock to me. And that basically melted my heart for my students. Uh, and I started look, looking into, hey, how can I make their lives less stressful, you know, and how can I contribute more towards community? Um, so that was uh, one of the, you know, um, shocker for me and started appreciating what I already have. People really responded to some of your personal philosophies when you spoke up at a recent coffee and conversation. It's a free flow, I guess. It was flowing freely at that time. I really like that uh, session because, you know, coffee with Rebecca, those kind of sessions where we can come forward and talk frankly and share what's working, what's not working, uh, right? Or we can talk about our successes for sure, but the failures, right? That's where the real learning is. Those are the baby steps. You have a way of projecting uh, happiness. <laughs> These aren't uh, particularly happy times, Prashant. Uh, where does that come from? Happiness basically is a thought um, that's the, uh, or you know, bunch of thought that those stay in our subconscious that are always there. That okay, hey, I am doing good something for the community. I'm not just here for myself. I'm spending those twenty four hours. Um, uh, for the betterment of community and society. Uh, I am, you know, maybe I'm volunteering um, to a local food bank or, you know, I am cooking something and giving away to not so lucky brothers and sisters um, on a Thanksgiving day. All those thoughts stay in our subconscious and that's where the, that's where the secret of happiness is. And, you know, that's what I have learned uh, my mom always used to say, uh, there's a saying in India, Atithi Devo Bhava. Uh, means whoever guest comes to your door, uh, treat them as, as if they are gods. So whatever half bread you have, share half with them. Uh, but, you know, you may sleep empty, uh, little empty stomach, but your heart will be um, overflowing with joy and happiness. That's Take 5 with computer science instructor Prashant Magar. Okay, your trivia answer. Did you settle on a number? How many states, plus or minus five, have registered businesses that grow Christmas trees? Answers in. Christmas trees are commercially grown and harvested in each and every one of our 50 states. Did you get it? <laughs> kudos for not falling for the old guess within five trick. Uh, extra kudos to those of you, by the way, sharp enough to guess 45. Wasn't the right answer, but working within the rules where you just had to be within five, answering 45 was a pretty smart play indeed. Story time now. You know, since it's episode two and we're just getting to know one another. My wife and I have a baby due, like any day. December 26th is the official due date. Our third child, and for what it's worth, uh, we have a problem. We don't have a name. 
It's a boy, and uh, when your last name's Frank, picking a first name for a boy can be a challenge. The two first name thing, but uh, we've hit other snags. My wife got excited over the name Benjamin. Done deal. Till I asked her to say it out loud, Benjamin Frank sounded a bit uh, familiar. Now that's the other issue we're running into. My wife teaches high school, and she's rejecting any name that belonged to any student who ever gave her grief. She teaches math, so it's a long list. No Dusties or Rowdies or Wyatts, and no common names either, because odds are easy names like Matthew or Thomas or Michael at some point ticked off Mrs. Frank in sixth period. I've always admired the adventuresome spellings parents have started giving to otherwise ordinary names. Brittany's with two E's, Cody's with two E's, Timothy's with two E's. I don't have that kind of courage. Twice, my wife has had a student in class, now this is two separate students, named Absidy. Now, if you're wondering how to spell Absidy, it's the first five letters of the alphabet. Now, that's the kind of confidence my wife and I are looking for. Of course, I suggested Absidy for our last baby, a girl, and my wife said, "Mm, too common. Our kids are named Fletcher and Alice, and this next one, well, we'll figure it out. But no matter what we choose, we're in agreement on one thing. When the nurse comes to us asking for the baby's name, we're definitely saying Absidy. And when that nurse kindly, in a professional, non-judgmental way, says, okay, uh, how do you spell that? Oh, we're definitely saying two E's. Thanks for listening. Hope we help you get away from your screens for just a bit. Let me know how we can do better. What does a 10 out of 10 sound like to you? Well, that reminds me, theme music for the CBC Hawk Talk podcast is composed by Scott Ninmer and recorded by the CBC Jazz Ensemble under the direction of Colin Wilson. Listen further at Jazz at CBC on SoundCloud. Columbia Basin College inspires, educates, and supports all students for meaningful employment, engaged citizenship, and a lifelong joy of learning.